0: Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where the discussion ranges from employee safety, environmental protection, policy creation, training methods, employee engagement and everything in between. Your host is Dr. Mark French. As an industrial and organizational psychologist and certified safety professional, he's going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in EHS and how they impact our everyday workplace.
1: Safety is the organizational genesis for real understanding, empathy, and communication in your workforce. Leading safety first drives a positive evolution in your work practices. As we teach safety, we are enabling our leaders to learn more about their teams and the amazing diversity of background and diversity of thought that make our workplaces great. Hi. I'm Mark, and I'm so happy that you've joined me for this episode of the podcast. Last week, I missed recording a podcast, but for good reason. (laughs) I was traveling, and for the first time ever, I actually traveled to Europe. Not really a world traveler, but had the opportunity to, and it was wonderful, first of all. Uh, I traveled to Paris, France, and as part of the organization I am with, we were having an international consortium we were going to talk about current issues in our business and really a two-day international conference to get together and to meet our counterparts from other divisions across the world. And I had just a phenomenal time. It was such a great honor to be there and such a privilege to be part of that organization, to be part of the work that was going on. And as part of my new role and existing role, I guess, I've always kind of played as a human piece of health and safety, I was part of a group doing a think tank or doing a problem solving of employee retention and engagement and attraction, really. But it was really about assuring that we retain our top talent and how do we do that? One, this was interesting because it's not just related to the United States. We see the same issue happening uh, across the globe, where it is hard to attract and retain really strong talent. It, it is truly the employee's market out there. If you're looking for a job, there's a good chance you can find something that someone is looking for you. And it's really about finding a good cultural fit for you. And so far, this hasn't a lot to do with safety but it has everything to do with safety too because it begins with bringing people in who will help drive real change in your organization people who will challenge and when i say challenge i don't mean it in a bad way like they are always going to be telling you that this is not the way we should do it or you're doing it wrong what we're looking for is someone who challenges us to be better Someone who comes into an organization, sees opportunity, and runs with it. And of course, in safety, I love it. Personally, this is the type of person I love engaging with, because as a safety professional, the one thing I've had to come to terms with is I don't have all the answers. Um, I actually have very few answers. I have a lot of good questions, though. I can ask some really amazing questions in hopes that I will find an answer um, just by digging around <laughs> one of my talents there, I guess, kind of. So part of this group, and again, here I am, I'm standing in front of this whiteboard or this flipboard poster and writing down and the key question that we're trying to solve. So the premise of this discussion that we're having with leaders from across the globe of our different divisions there is what can we do to retain our talent? What is it out there? What is the magic that will keep them as part of our organization? And me being a very solutions-driven style psychology, so one of those things that you begin with that, what does perfect look like? What is it that is out there that if we were the best at retaining our talent, what does that look like? What is one thing we're doing that assures that? But before that, I always start with what are we doing best right now? If you were looking at your organization, and this is a great question for safety, too, is if you're doing a safety talk and you've got your supervisors in a room and you look at them and you say, what is it that this site, this group of people right here, what are we doing better than anyone else to protect our people, and so in this case, what are we doing better than anyone else to retain fantastic talent? And I was, um, I was a little bit ashamed of myself, and I was really proud of the organization when this was a site leader, like a site director, or actually a regional director, like over a whole nation, um, was in the group, and he said, "One thing I know we do better than our counterparts." where we're at in my country is health and safety. And we brand ourselves on that. We tell our people about that. We brag about that. And of course, I'm sitting here thinking about, well, we have training and we have benefits and we have decent pay. Floored me, absolutely floored me because me as a safety guy, I probably should have said, oh yeah, safety. That's our number one. He was spot on. And that led down the road of that we genuinely care about our people and the people who are in charge of the organization genuinely care about our people. That's what it really led to. That's what we were talking about right there is how do you care? Now, we need the other stuff, too. And I was, at the same time, I'm, of course, reading through blogs that I get as I'm, of course, on an airplane for a number of hours. And, of course, again, Jordan Barab, former uh, deputy secretary of OSHA, um, fantastic blogger. The blog is called Confined Space. At the same time, I'm reading a blog, coming back home, catching up, and there's one about surviving work. That in the U.S., and he was specifically talking about trenching and how dangerous that is and how we're seeing an abnormal and excessive amount of trenching deaths in the United States, is that could you imagine going to work? And, you know, some of us laugh about, oh, I survived the day or survived the week. But in the United States, we're literally talking about human survival that we're talking about the idea of did you go to work and actually were were you did you fight hard enough and did you do enough to come home not not at a morgue that you actually get to come home whole unbelievable the differences there that i'm from one side you hear this story of that we are trying to brand ourselves and i'm of course bragging up a little bit about the organization but I'm also trying to be impartial here the best I can. (laughs) I hope your organization feels the same way that you can be proud of your health and safety programs. Are they perfect? No, never such a thing as perfect. We'll get that out of our head, but are you striving for it? Are you looking down the road and saying, this is what we want. We want to be able to brag and attract people because of that. And on the other hand, you look at organizations who care so little That they're just hoping their people make it home safe, that their people just survive the day, literally survive and make it home. Vastly different approach, vastly different attitude. And I think that's where it comes from. And so we look back at what are we doing in our organizations to attract great talent? And this is going to be a brutal truth, but it's something that just hit me right in the face when I'm reading and thinking and reflecting. Is that part of your retention strategy should be keeping your people healthy enough so that they can come back tomorrow to work? That they shouldn't go home so hurt they can't come back? That's your first retention strategy is keeping your people safe enough, not that they hopefully they want to come back, but hopefully they can actually physically come back in the first place. Sobering thought, but a very powerful one when we think about the state of of some of the organizations within our country. I've got more podcasts coming up in just a moment. You've got a friend in the safety business. Who wants to help your team work safer? The safety dude. Who wants to help your leadership engage through safety? Again, the Safety Dude. Who is there to take your safety systems to the next level? That's right, the Safety Dude. Who has the knowledge and skill to drive safety ownership? You know it, the Safety Dude. So who is the Safety Dude? Dr. Mark French is an experienced and credentialized safety professional with a focus on the organizational psychology of your company. You can find a safety dude at TSD Amoglimated Safety Consulting, where he is ready to focus on your team's safety. www.tsdamoglimated.com. So this week we're, we're talking through strategies of employee retention. And it all started with the idea of how do we retain good talent? And I concluded the first half of the podcast by saying, well, one part of retaining great talent is that you don't hurt them so bad that they can't continue to be great talent, that they can actually come back to work and be productive. That is the first step, amazingly. And so when we're talking about it, When you think about all the other retention strategies and you think about everything else you're doing in your organization to care for your team or to keep your team doing what they should be doing as part of your organization, this goes back to my idea that safety is fundamental, that if you first want to engage your workforce, you have to start with safety. And it begins right there. If someone comes to your workplace and they're hurt and they can't come back, you've just lost someone. And right there, fundamentally, everything else breaks down from there in a really sad, horrible way. It completely breaks down right there from an HR standpoint, from a people standpoint, from a safety standpoint. It's all done. You might as well just wipe it clean and move on. And it sets a horrible tone. And that is something that I think has understated the power of safety in an organization is if people can come in and they can work safely then there's other things they can start thinking about. They can stop being distracted by the danger and they can start becoming a team. They can start working toward recognition. And it's interesting when you talk about the international community of some groups being exceptionally excited about what they're doing. Some groups then looking at other parts and saying, well, how can that still happen in a very civilized country? And of course, I only can look at myself and say, yeah, I've I'm not exactly part of the problem, but I'm not. I'm trying to be a better part of the solution, and I'm part of the organization of safety, of caring for our people. And of course, I'm reading more and more about trenching death because it, it's coming up, and it's actually, when I'm looking at the news, it is showing up. And some of the statistics and some of the studies that are being done are asking people who work in those environments um informally but there's some science behind it but they're looking at data that asks questions such as like have you ever been asked to go into an unsafe trench have you seen a trench collapse do you feel like your organization takes the proper precautions every time with a trench and the work that goes around it and trenching is very dangerous um very quickly can go bad and and but also you think about be- with that there are so many that go right and go lucky essentially, because they're just getting lucky and not having something bad happen because they keep doing the same thing over again, that eventually the risk catches up with you. And in this case, the people that are answering, it's bad. It seems really bad that they're being asked to continually go into unsafe conditions. They have don't have trust in their organization, not to put them at life and death risk so this isn't minor risk manageable risk this is risk that is one illegal two is that they they have to worry about survival at work and they don't have faith that their company has any care whatsoever about it and i think it was close to like a a a third only felt like that all the time, their company of the trenching that work that they did cared and did it the right way every time, and that they've seen shortcuts. They've seen times where they haven't followed the precautions. And it was a few weeks ago, maybe even a little bit longer, that there was the one that had the One where the person was, the trench collapsed, they got out safely, the boss was like, get back in there, finish up, and then they were killed by another collapse. Unacceptable in this world that something like that should be allowed to happen. And that is, again, let me go back to the idea of what is the perception of your company? What is designating your organization? What designates my organization better than any other to attract talent? And you would think, and I would think, this is me, I say you, but it's me. I think that I should be focused on more about like, what kind of fringe benefits are we offering? Are we offering career growth? Are we offering like, things that help you be passionate about your core values are we giving you ample vacation time, learning time, development, great pay or at least good pay compared to the the average. Do we have good benefits? Are we planning for retirement? What other options do we have? Flexible work time, all this great stuff that really makes some workplaces very different and very awesome compared to others. But there's organizations and there were people in the United States working that are making a decision now about where do I go to work that may not kill me today? That I never thought of that as being my strategy for, uh, and I'm being, let me be a little sarcastic here. Cause I'm good at that. I've never thought that I should put on a billboard, come work for company. Y, come work for me because I'll do my best not to kill you today at work. We have a safety program and I hope it works for you today. Wow. Is that going, could you imagine like listening to the radio and Hey, we're hiring for this great new company. Come on in. We'll try not to kill you. Wow. No, you should be hearing about all the other good things. Safety should be inherent. It should not be something that's optional to a workplace. And I preach this all the time. And I know the people, if you're listening, I know you're probably doing it right. You're trying to drive for it, and I hope what I'm saying is resonating enough to realize what I'm saying is I thank you for what you're trying to do, and you're not alone in the struggle because it's these companies that don't care that give us the bad name as safety professionals. They're the ones that make our job harder when we have to continually reprove the same thing over and over again, rather than really driving some real lasting change. And I get fired up about it, and I'm sure you do too when you hear about these things, because we're in the business of preventing human suffering. That's what we do. And it's tough when we hear these things, but thank you for what you do. Keep driving it. Keep on going. We will get there. And time will keep, we will keep going. I want to stop and actually finish up with something really cool i just got done with an amazing interview and i was being interviewed as part of the my health and safety podcast and that's mi health and safety check out this podcast absolutely phenomenal not just because i'm going to be on there in a few weeks when it all gets finished but just got done doing the interview and chatting through it it was such a good time and i think we there was such a great discussion And I look forward to actually getting it published and sharing it. But in the meantime, there are some other really amazing episodes of this podcast. So it's the My Health and Safety podcast. It's MI Health and Safety. Check it out. I think you'll really enjoy some of the topics. You'll enjoy the conversation. I know you'll enjoy the host. She's fantastic. So check that out. And uh, I think you'll, you'll be very pleasantly surprised. Until the next time that we chat, stay
0: safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. All opinions expressed on the program are solely the view of the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.